0: Love Talk Radio. Well, that's the
1: normal intro for the Honor Hunter Hunters Blog Talk Radio Show, but as you can tell, it is Sean Manning the controls tonight, but I do have live on call with me, Christy and Matt. What's Yay. going on, Christy? Can you hear me? Yes, I can.
0: Excellent, yeah. So yeah, we are not in the studio tonight. Shame on us.
1: Yes, I know, and that's okay, because I'm at a home as well, so we're just being bad all the way around tonight. Right. (laughs) So so tonight we are talking about different ways to channel spirits, and uh, of course, we're going to touch on all the popular topics tonight, and we're going to get the ball rolling. Uh, Just so anyone knows, if you do want to call in, I'm going to throw the phone number out there now it is 914 205 5450 if you have any comments or questions feel free to give us a call and we'll try to get to those as uh, as they come in um, so i don't know where to start here because there's different there's many different ways to channel spirit uh and different techniques that uh, everyone uses Obviously, the more popular are, like, um, Ouija or spirit boards, uh, also table tilting. Um, obviously, the more well-known or well-used uh, now with uh, paranormal investigating is uh, EVP sessions with uh, your camcorders and voice recorders, which is obviously the one that we use in our method. Um Other than uh, EVP, Christy, what other ones have you done uh, during investigating?
0: Well, I know when we had initially started, we had um, a couple people on our team that were more um, on the paranormal. Well, we're doing more scientific stuff now. but when we first started, there were a few people on our team that were kind of more on the the spiritual side of it, and they did do some, like, automatic writing type things.
1: And stuff with like planchette, trying to get her things to move and whatnot. Yeah, and um, obviously everybody's going to use their own technique. We're not saying one is better than the other. I, I did want to touch on automatic writing, or as uh, the technical term is called, psychography. It's uh, an alleged psychic ability allowing a person to produce written words without consciously writing. The words are claimed to arise from a subconscious, spiritual, or supernatural source. So in this particular circumstance, you basically, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Christy, but basically the belief is if you have a pad of paper or a piece of paper in front of you and you just basically block everything out, limp wrist, hold on to the device, you're supposedly supposed to be able to communicate or a spirit is supposed to be able to communicate through you to write. Is that correct?
0: Yeah, basically, yeah. It, it's kind of like, you know, you're pretty much giving them your arm to control, which is kind of a little, uh, I don't know how comfortable I am with doing that personally. But, uh, but yeah, I you're know. basically allowing the spirit to draw or to write, do whatever with your body.
1: Yeah, and, and you have to be, and I'm going to touch on the safety side of a lot of the channeling aspects. Because each one has its own inherent dangers. Um, Like Christy was saying, she may not be 100% comfortable with allowing a spirit to use their own body to basically manipulate a writing utensil. You have to be aware that if you let an entity in, even if it's just a write, it may not just leave once you're done writing. So please... Be aware of the inherent dangers with that um also i know one that we have uh studied before i don't know if we've ever actually used it but it's kind of the whole table tilting you want to touch on that a little bit christy i think we may have lost christy I know she was in bad self-service area, and that's why she couldn't be live tonight. No worries. I have information about table tilting as well, or table tipping, as it may be called. I'm just bringing that up now. So this is, uh, <clears throat> this is a type of seance in which participants sit around a table, place their hands on it, sort of like the planchette of a Ouija board, and wait for the table to move or rotate. Um, I'm going to bring Christy back on here. Do I have you back? You do, yeah, sorry.
0: All right,
1: not a problem, not a problem. Um, What I was doing is I was uh, talking about table tilting or table tipping, Um, Basically, I I touched on the fact that uh, the basics of it, um, basically, you know, like a planchette, you place your fingers or your hands upon it and uh, wait for the table to basically begin moving or turning or tilting. It's called many different things, table tipping, table tilting, table turning. It's all where a group of people basically are are lightly placing their hands on the, the table and waiting for uh, the table to respond in uh, in a matter of which a spirit is controlling um basically with this mev- uh, method the table uh, would purportedly uh make or serve as a means of communicating with the spirit sort of like the planchette is with the sp- the uh, Ouija board um Let me see here i'm doing a little bit of digging on the history here and this actually is one of the older forms of channeling this comes from the 1850s in europe um do you know much more but have we ever used table tilting i don't think we have i know we've covered it but i don't think we've ever used it as as an investigation method
0: yeah i don't think that we've ever really used it but i do know sometimes when other people do they kind of uh, place like a large item on top of the table, kind of like a metal or metallic like thing that's supposed to draw on from the EMF, the magnetic fields and stuff. And it kind of has like a kind of a magnetic reaction, so it kind of bounces back and forth on the table as little, you know, spirit might trying to do that.
1: <laughs> and that makes sense. I mean, I know more recently we've been discussing. Uh the new fun equipment that we've purchased for the team for um investigating, I know along with the e m pods we've purchased an e m pump that puts out uh a larger amount of electromagnetic field so the next
0: supply, by the way
1: oh well, hello, Mr. Max,
0: and what are you wearing? <laughs>
1: That I'm not going to discuss because I'm at my own home, so it could
0: not <laughs>
1: be a good conversation.
0: Fair enough. <laughs> he said the French maid. It is okay.
1: <laughs> the French maid outfit. Yes, I decided to wear that especially since we weren't going to be near each other, so he wasn't here to touch me.
0: <laughs> Fair because enough. he's a pervert yeah. like that. Well, <laughs> so there is a um, movie. Uh, that was made years ago, I think it was George C. Scott, and it was called The Changeling. Okay, it's an excellent ghost, but it's very classic haunting-type movie. And in that, they, also, they do with the automatic writing, and they also do the table with the, the big metallic thing on top of the table, and kind of like their little seance. Stuff. If anyone's kind of more curious about either of those, you can watch that movie, and it does show snippets of, you know, like a medium or a psychic actually using those tools.
1: Well, it looks like that is one I have personally never seen, so it looks like I'm going to add it to the list. Yeah, I just there you go. looked you have it up.
0: It's a very, very good ghost me.
1: Uh, yeah, it bad. is uh, made from uh, made by George C. Scott with George C. Scott, and that was from 1980. So, um, yeah, it was really early in, in the 80s, I
0: believe.
1: Yeah, and obviously um, that's. I'm adding that to the list of things to watch now. Uh,
0: uh,
1: You also put in the description of the show, and this is one I don't have a lot of knowledge on, and I I did a little bit of research on it, but it was kind of hard to find anything, but uh, Spirit Slates. Uh, Everything I read about Spirit Slates were indicating that in the early days of uh, when seances or mediums became popular that it was a manipulated device. Can you touch on that a little bit, Christy?
0: Yeah, the spirits played, so they kind of take what they say. They kind of take, like, uh, two blackboards, if you will, and then they would put, like, a piece of chalk in between the two of them. And then the idea was that the spirits would move the chalkboard or the chalk inside the chalkboard to kind of make words and symbols out of them.
1: Yeah, like I said, when I was doing my research, getting ready for the show, um, a lot of what I was reading is obviously when uh, mediums became super popular, um, they used it because it was something that was easily manipulated with magnets. So I I had never heard about it, but that's the only info I could really find on it. So that's interesting. That is one I've never heard of. Out of all the items of channeling that I I have read up on, that was the one that I knew the least about.
0: Uh, yeah. And then I know I was looking up another one that I was going to add to the description. What they call it, spying, where you use like the mirror. Mm-hmm. And then you use the whole idea. Um, some some folks kind of. Uh, everyone has their own different way of doing it, of course. But of course, some folks like steam up the mirror. And then have you know, ask the entities to write on it or they'll put water droplets down it and try to, you know, get some kind of form of communication through the mirror as Because well. a lot of people do believe that mirrors are portals to other universes or whatnot.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm kinda like you when it comes to the mirror thing. I'm not a big not a big fan of using mirrors on the investigation because I am one of those who strongly believes in the fact that a mirror is the portal for the spirit world. So, um, yeah, I, 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 I vaguely heard about that, but that makes sense because it's sort of like a an automatic writing device with a mirror because they can manipulate whichever way they decide to use it, whether it be like what well, you said, steam or just water droplets, to see that move. Uh, another one that I know that uh i'm I'm trying to hold off on the Ouija and e v p since that seems to be the most popular um but another one was spirit cabinets. I did a little research on that as well that was pretty interesting to me um, so in this from what i've uh what I've read up on this is that uh the spirit cabinet was a portable closet in which mediums often place uh were placed and often bound with ropes in order to communicate with the dead. So I thought that was pretty interesting as far as uh a different way of channeling spirit. Well, I I guess we can touch on everyone's favorites here. Um, Obviously, uh, it's an extremely popular way of channeling spirits. Uh, It's not one that uh, I would condone because you don't know what you're going to be letting in. Um, But that is the Ouija board or spirit board. Um, It's kind of funny. I I know a couple of weeks ago I was out of town at... um, Toys R Us, and Ouija boards, which are said to uh, be able to communicate with spirits through, are now sold as a novelty board game in stores such as Toys R Us. And as a matter of fact, the one that I personally saw was uh, Pink, with a pink board and pink planchette. So it was even more driven towards maybe even adolescence or, or for young girls and, you know, people that maybe don't have the experience um, using these devices. Um, for those that don't know what a Ouija board is, basically it is a, a flat board marked with uh, letters of the alphabet, the numbers zero through nine, and words, uh, generally like yes, no, hello, goodbye. Sometimes there's also various symbols and graphics on the board. I know most of the ones I've ever seen or dealt with are uh, have stars or, or moons on them. Basically, it uses a planchet, uh, which is a small heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic. Uh, the old Ouija boards used to be made up entirely of wood. Uh, the newer ones, uh, the board itself is just like a game board, like a, you know, like a Monopoly or something like that, and the planchette itself. Is uh, plastic, uh, including the the viewing window in the middle of it, but it's a small heart-shaped piece of wood or plastic, and it has a clear hole in the middle of it. And uh, as a, it, it's basically used as a movable indicator to indicate the spirit's message by spelling it out on the board during a séance or during a communication. Um, basically, just like table tilting, like we had touched on earlier, uh, people. A group of people generally will place their fingers on the planchette and is moved about the board to spell out words um Ouija the term Ouija itself has become a trademark and that is you often use generically to refer to any talking board so um, I know people that have actually personally made their own Ouija board uh obviously I'll touch on the inherent risks of Ouija boards. Um, Just like we were saying earlier with the automatic writing, um, basically you are trying to invite a spirit in. You may be asking for a specific spirit to come in, but that specific spirit may not show up. Um, So you have to be very, very wary of what you're doing with the Ouija. you may invite something in that is um, not even a spirit, but something worse, like in the in the terms of demonic, and you're unable to possibly get rid of those spirits if you invite them into your home so please in no way shape or form are we telling you to use any of these devices. We're just kind of giving you some information about the devices so you're educated on them. Paranormal and supernatural beliefs associated with the Ouija have been harshly criticized by the scientific community for obvious reasons. Um, If you've ever seen a Ouija board, uh, you know that it can be easily manipulated by someone. So it's not necessarily as good as, let's say, a camcorder or a voice recorder capturing EVPs. So. Please bear in mind, this is one of the main reasons why we do not use Ouija. Um, We are a scientific team, and it's very hard to determine. I mean, you hope that you have a teammate that is not a prankster, but you never know. Someone can easily move it. I know a lot of people are opposed to the the Ouija um, just because um, of the possibility that it can lead to demonic possession, and that's the one big no-no of it. Um, Occultists, on the other hand, are divided on the issue with some saying that it can be a positive transformation. Others rehash the warnings of uh, many others. And uh, in the caution, inexperienced users against it. Um, I wouldn't recommend it for anyone, let alone inexperienced users. Um, but like I said, this is being marketed basically as a as a toy or a novelty item anymore. So you have to be very wary of that. I think we're going to get Christy back on the line here. Let me see. Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, welcome back.
0: Yeah, sorry. Apparently my phone keeps going through Dead Zone. I'm Sorry.
1: <laughs> not a problem. We, in the uh... I don't know.
0: It might be, an, might be an issue with the carrier. I don't know what's going on with it today.
1: Well, that's why you never have those problems with U.S. satellite. Yeah. That wasn't <laughs> a, a <laughs> shameless pitch
0: or anything. Plug, plug, plug. No, <laughs>
1: not at all. Not at all. Um, <laughs> well, I was actually just touching on the, the Weedy.
0: Um... The Ouija.
1: Yes. Uh... And basically, how I do not condone anyone to use one. Um, No. And uh, you know, I don't know if I told Mac and you this, but the last time I was in Medford, we went to Toys R Us, and I said this on the on the show as well. Uh, We went to Medford, and on the big wall of board games, there was a pink Ouija board for sale.
0: Yeah, target little
1: girls much. And that's exactly what I said. I said it's almost – Parker Brothers has the – the I think the naming rights, Parker Brothers, Hasbro. I think they actually have the trademark and patents for them, and they are the ones that are putting it out. And that's what I said is it's almost like with the pink, they're marketing it towards adolescent or even younger girls. And that's dangerous because the inexperience of a user of a Ouija board. I don't condone it for anyone, let alone a young girl asking a question. You don't know what's going to get attached to it.
0: Right. Then you have all these little girls having their little slumber parties trying to scare each other. Let's pull up the pink Ouija and try to scare, you know, like so-and-so friend about channeling these ghosts And the little scary thing is what they actually do.
1: Exactly. And I also touched on the fact that it's um, obviously not 100% foolproof, Um, maybe like an EVP more is, Um, whereas you hope that you have a team that you can trust, but the planchette is easily movable. So if someone wanted to manipulate it, they very well could. So it's not exactly the best – it's not the best paranormal investigation tool to try to speak – with and communicate with with uh, with the entities or spirits that you're trying to contact.
0: That's so, true, yeah, because you can always get people that are a little overexcited and they're like, you know, especially if you're not really getting any kind of activity, which is pretty much 80% of the time you're, you know, on the field anyway, but they're getting bored, nothing's happening, so they're like, well, oh, let's spice it up a little bit and start moving this planchette around and making everybody else think something really is happening
1: exactly and that's a huge no-no to begin with when you're investigating with a team you never want to manipulate any of the evidence Um, and that's another reason why I personally feel that you know doing an EVP session gives us more hard evidence because we're able to go back listen to it firsthand um, like with our new ones, we have S D cards. We stick that S D card straight from the the E V P recorder into the computer and you know it's not manipulated. That's exactly what it happened when you were out there in the field. Right
0: now we kinda of have like a like a chain of custody almost like the police says so they're evidence and stuff. So. So once it's taken out, it's put in the lockbox and it's locked up and any anyone accesses it, it's like, do put it on the computer or anything like that, there's like a sign-in and sign-out sheet so that way we know, you know, who's had their hands on the evidence. You know, So that yeah, way in case there's anything in question, we can talk to those people.
1: Exactly. And, and basically everything that we've talked about up until this, um, all the other devices are... It can be manipulated. Um, that's why the the EVP, in my opinion, is probably one of the better forms of communicating with the spirit because that's that's something that can it can be manipulated. But if you go straight from the device into you know listening to your headphones, you know that that's not been messed with. So um, EVP is definitely a, a lot more um, credible, if you will. Uh, but right,
0: definitely. That's another reason why we also have, um, when we do our investigations, we always have team members that at least pairs. So if we yeah, are doing a exactly. TV session, if we're doing it by ourselves, then we could always, you know, try to alter our voice and whisper or make some kind of creepy noises and stuff. But if we have two people on a team and someone's starting to do that, you have that second person going, what are you doing? Why are you trying to fix that? You know, not that it's ever Please. happened with our team by any means, but we all have trustworthy people on our team, but however that's another reason not only for safety to have two people together, but also for the validity of the evidence that's
1: collected. Exactly. Exactly. And even doing an EVP session, you know, I've touched on the inherent nature of, uh, you know, the possible issues that could arise using the other channeling devices. Um, EVP, you have to you still have to be cautious of what you're doing with the EVP. I know with our team, we're very straightforward and to the point when we're asking questions, um, we let the spirit know, hey, you can talk to us while we're here. Don't touch us, don't harm us, and don't follow us. So you have to be very specific so nothing can get attached. Just as easy a spirit can get attached to a voice recorder as it can to a Ouija board if you allow it. Um, so right. you have to be very straightforward and very direct with the questions that you ask and just basically letting the spirit know, hey, we have boundaries. We don't want you to, you know, continue to manipulate this device once we're gone. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like you're saying, you'd be very specific You'd
0: say, you know, when you're doing your e v p you know, a lot of people argue. I mean, some people say, "Oh, the V.G. sad, but you do the same thing when you do E.V.P. You just don't have a planchette in the board. You're still asking exactly. questions, trying to elicit responses. And to a degree, I can see, you know, where most people are coming from and into it. Like I said, to a degree, it is actually true. I mean, you're still asking questions, hoping to get some responses. But like you're saying, you want to be very specific on the things that you ask. And you want to be very specific, setting those boundaries and saying, you know, you're welcome to follow us while we're here, but once we leave, you cannot come with us. Right? You cannot, you know, use our energy. You can use the energy from our equipment, but you cannot, you know, hurt us, harm us, touch us, anything at all. Period.
1: Exactly, and that's and that's a good method to to follow using any of these channeling devices. Obviously, on every investigation that we do, uh, we use the EVP and video recorders because video recorders can pick up, uh, you know, electronic voice phenomenon just as well as a, a voice recorder can. So we have, you have to be very specific when you're about to do any of these channeling exercises. You have to be very specific in what you want the spirit to be able to do and what they, you want the spirit not to be able to do. Um, right. Obviously, we don't. You know, we can't tell if they're going to listen to those or not. So you still have you still have to be on guard at all times.
0: Right. Yeah, it's so definitely we gotta, always important to use not to have a lackadaisical attitude about any of this. Because at any time, you know, like like you know, I kind of laugh when people say spirits can't hurt you. Well, yes, they can. Right. I so like we want to make sure easy. that you keep your safety number one priority anytime you're using any of these devices, whatever, you know, everyone has their own preferences, but always use caution. And if, you know, you start feeling the little hairs on the back of your neck standing up and something feels wrong, it probably is and you should probably stop.
1: Exactly. You have to listen to your own body. So, Christy, we actually have less than a minute left here. Okay. So, um, next week, what are we doing the radio show on?
0: Next week we will actually see, um live with the Vegas Vampire. So for those of so you folks you that don't know who the Vegas Vampire is, I urge you to Google him and look him up, and they do have videos of him on YouTube that website, you can see in his little... And then com. he has his website, thevegasvampire.com.
1: So you heard it here, folks. Next week, live with the Vegas Vampire. You guys better be there. It's going to be an awesome show. And uh, I think that's about it for tonight, Christy. In that uh, case, yeah, I, I will say it. good night. And tell Matt good night as well.
0: We say good night.
1: <laughs> night, everyone. I'm going to call you Zach on your cell phone.